Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined today by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Pete. How are you? Have you had I'm any right. lackluster breakfasts? Yes. I should really stop telling you what I want to talk about on the podcast before we start recording because it really ruined the thunder a little bit. Uh, yeah, we'll be talking about my lackluster breakfast this morning uh, in the outro. Ooh, what a tease. So much to talk about in the outro today. It's very much my own Datsun World problem. Um, and uh, yeah, but first we should probably get into talking about SmackDown itself where Retribution, which has to be said like that because it's all in capitals, uh, showed up on SmackDown and caused some chaos and everyone hated it, apparently. Apart from me, here's the show. And the first thing we're going to be talking about on today's episode is this brand new faction called Retribution. Retribution. Which has to be said like that because it's all in capitals. It's very important to remember that. Um, they were obviously uh, were they debuted on on Raw on Monday, where they threw a Molotov cocktail at a generator and were really happy about it. That was about all they did. But on this show, uh, they there were teasers throughout the show, which I say teasers. They were literally saying retribution is going to be here later uh and that that was pretty much the tease um was them they had you know the lights flickering and the audio issues with the mics cutting out mm. and then every single time that happened either the commentary team or the person in the segment themselves just went huh this looks like what happened with retribution on monday like, it could oh, have been the smackdown up, hacker that's true who's mm. been dropped seemingly haven't heard from them in what a month two months two i'd say closer to two months Two months, yeah, probably something like that. Because it was anyway, supposed to pay off with money in the bank. That's right, it was. Oh, <laughs> that was a good time. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so they were teasers throughout the show with commentary being like, "I don't know, this sounds like retribution to me." It's dumb. Uh, and then it got to after the main event. Um, 
there was uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville were backstage continuing their shouting match at each other. And suddenly the lights cut out and then there's loads of people in hoods and masks coming, storming to the ring with baseball bats and crowbars and spray paint. And one guy had a chainsaw and they all came in and they started doing stuff they 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 beat the ring with their bats and they they beat up some mm. of the nxt guys behind the plexiglass and they spray painted on on the plexiglass some of it did not work on the plexiglass that just did not show up but you it was know, a big w it wasn't it wasn't it I, I, yeah. what i got from it was that they were going ah oh, wwe sucks with anarchy and stuff. I, I don't i don't know there, yeah there was one with the red spray paint that did like a big yeah. w and like cross through it there were some that were just kind of spray painting nothing just like random squiggles on like the steps and like across the apron and stuff um i'm just expressing then, yeah. myself <laughs> pretty much yeah uh and then yeah they beat up a load of the nxt guys behind the plexiglass as well kind of there was one girl in particular that got absolutely bullied like surrounded mm. by four of them got like knocked out and thrown into the plexiglass again it was nuts uh and then uh and yeah they got back into the ring guy got a chainsaw and then just sawed i sawed these ropes in half uh yeah. which yeah it was he sawed the ropes and then they all went way and then it went off the air i thought so i, I saw a rope in half yeah so i'm gonna go on a limb here because i've seen a lot of people hate on this segment and i'm not gonna lie it wasn't amazing right mm. but i thought it was fine it was good i thought this was a new group it was a very very different way to end the show than what we've seen in recent times mm. i mean the last two endings and the last two shows i thought have been really really good the fiend attacking attacking alexa bliss last week was great it's a great way to end the show and this week having something completely different like this and going like they're here to cause chaos kind of thing i thought it worked quite well granted i don't think it's quite as effective as like the nexus debut because they came in and they just tore up the ring and like beat up everyone at ringside. And this one was just kind of them being like, spray paint. We're going to saw the ropes. Um, but the main complaint I've seen from people online is that the people are short. And I'm like, well, what, what's, what's that got to do with it? I don't understand the complaint with people. Like people like Rey Mysterio, people like mm -hmm. Shorty G whose whole thing is like, I'm short, blah, 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 blah. And people are like, no, he's an amazing wrestler. But as soon as people come in and they go, well, these guys are short, I can't take him seriously. I'm like, what? Are you Vince? What? What's the What's the mindset here? I don't understand people. Um, 27 so yeah, I, years I, of frustration coming out of Pete now. Totally, yeah. I, I just really hate when people hate on short people. That's what it is. That's what, that's what the whole point is. It's about my height and not anyone else's. Mm. Um, I do agree. No, yeah, I, I I think it's a dumb criticism because it doesn't hold any weight because they came in with actual weapons, not kendo sticks, not chairs, like baseball bats, crowbars, a chainsaw. Height doesn't really play into it. And it's not like they were, you know, they're not Hornswoggle. They're, yeah. they're people. <laughs> you know, they're not saying that Hornswoggle isn't a person. That came out wrong. You know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, it, they came in with, with weapons. So it, height doesn't really play a factor anymore when you've got actual i i don't get that criticism yeah and also the people here are probably not going to be the people that it ends up being Absolutely. uh so yeah the, the the guy might be short but it might end up being babatunde sorry whatever his name was um something Baba, Kato. but Baba Kato? but but boba Kato? 
Boba Fett? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Django Fett. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. But also what I don't understand is fans going, oh, WWE, just try something new. Hurry up. WWE, try something new. Oh, what? I don't like it. Why are you trying something new? This is rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, it's it's fair enough if you don't like it, but don't mock it because of something so trivial as the fact that you thought that they were shorter than you were expecting them to be. Mm. Um, I mean, I, who see Hornswoggle as a person, never... <laughs> uh, Let's not make that a never, thing. <laughs> never ever saw him as anything less than a wrestler. Um, but yeah, just I just, I can't... It, that, it, at that point, it becomes you are looking for something to complain about rather than it being bad, therefore you're complaining about it. It's, oh man... This was fine, but oh, I, I like complaining about WWE. So, oh, they're a bit short. I know it might be rich us saying, oh, you shouldn't complain about WWE because we do that a lot. But it, it feels very kind of slightly childish to be like, oh, well, um, I guess they were short. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to latch onto that as the thing I'm annoyed about this week. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to make any sense to me because... Like I, th- I thought it was fine. It's an interesting way and a different way because WWE can be really, really stale most of the time. It's the same formula every week and it's the same kind of endings and having something new and refreshing, even though it might not be like the best segment in the world, it's still different. It's new. It's fresh. I'm okay with it. I'd, I'd much rather see this play out and you know judge it after a few weeks of stuff rather than just an immediate thing because I thought it was, it did what it set out to do. It was a little bit shocking. Uh, it was chaotic, which is what they wanted it to be, and I thought they looked alright. It it doesn't have to be, you know, it's it's not the Nexus, it's not the Shield, but it doesn't have to be. I I don't get why. I I understand the comparisons between them, but I don't think they should automatically just be treated as, you know, lesser because their mm. debuts weren't as good as the others. You know, it, it it they're still an interesting group, and like you mentioned before, like the people who did this assault probably aren't going to be the people that are actually going to end up in the group, especially since one of them is supposedly going to be Dominic Dijakovic, who's a very tall lad, lest we forget. Uh, and he's been doing a load of teases for it on Twitter, you know, blacking out his profile mm. and hiding images in his profile picture and stuff like that. Like that, if he's going to be part of the group, he was not part of this group, I can tell you that much, because he would have stood no. out like a sore thumb. So, yes. That might just be why they're it. doing it. Yeah, well, maybe it might have been it might have been a, a kind of dark order thing where these are his minions, and it turns out mm. that he's behind it all. Um, yeah. He's Mister Dijakovic. Exactly. So yeah, and like you said, it was it was a little bit shocking, which yes, uh, I believe was the original catchphrase for the Undisputed Era. Uh, <laughs> a little bit shocking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 fine with that. Like yeah. As much as I knew it was coming, I like I I, I sort of enjoyed the way it was done. I've never seen a chainsaw other like in a in a WWE ring. I've seen it obviously the feed there. Bray Wyatt used one in the Five Five Fan House last year, um, but to actually bring a chainsaw into the ring, I've never seen someone just cut a rope in half. I've seen the ropes like I've seen the like, the turnbuckle snap and stuff, but to actually just like cut a rope in half, I mean that's a lot of admin. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so you can see why they only taped one episode of SmackDown this week because they were like, "Oh, hmm. not got any ropes anymore." Oh crap! We should have yeah. really done that as the last thing. Oh. Yeah, should have done that for next week's episode. God, 
us. Um, but they are going back to live WWE programming soon, Ooh. so the one before they can do SummerSlam, I believe. One before SummerSlam, yeah, that's supposedly the plan right now. So maybe they can do this sort of stuff more regularly. But yeah, so for everyone expecting me to just crap on Retribution the whole time, I'm sorry, but I just didn't <gasps> think it was that bad. Stuff like the karaoke showdown is worthy of a rant. This, I don't think was. I thought it was mm. okay. I thought it was okay. I'm sorry. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons.
we want to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on a Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Load of extra bonus content, uh, podcasts and the such. The votes are going on right now until tomorrow morning for what Ollie and Luke are going to review for WrestleTalk Extra, their bonus podcast though, where they review a retro pay-per-view um the vote's still going on for that and it looks like it's going to be a two horse race between SummerSlam 2002 and SummerSlam 2010 oh, uh both two good shows d- yes two two very much two ends of the spectrum on the goodness scale um so yeah you can go vote on that if you're a five dollar or above pledge hammer but if you pledge at the 25 dollar or above tier uh did i say 20 or 25 okay my brain is frazzled uh $25 or above tea, you get your own custom wrestling name and it gets shouted out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Woo! Oh, you. yeah. You got a cheap pop as well. Thug Life, Andreas Fuglistella. Hey, thank you very much. Rob Steiner Recliner. Woo! Oh, thank great you. name. Ross Cooper, Cooper. Hey, thank you. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Oh, thank you. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Woo! Yes, thank you. Andrew, the last airbender, Mercogliano. 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 I don't know how to say your surname. Woo! Andrew! Blompier's yeah. yeah. number one fan, Tom Delves. Woo! Thank you very much. Never wrong, Tyler Wright. Woo! Oh, thank you. The incredible Tarzo. Woo! Thank you. The Jester, Ryan Kester. Woo! Thank uh, you. And last for this week, send me to heaven, Evan Wright. Thank you. I really need to speak to Ollie about you rolling your R's. Um, anyway, yes, that is all the time we've got for this episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and please press the videos that have just appeared on the screen to catch up with the latest awesome Rest Talk things, and the button in the middle that make you become a pledge hammer on Patreon. I've been Charles B. Quinnell. This has been Randy Andy Datsun, and that was Smack. The show started off with a recap of the Swamp Fight and the attack on Alexa Bliss last week, which was a great thing to do, considering it's the thing that closed the show last week. It's the thing that people were most interested in going into this week. And they addressed it right away. Um, straight into a Firefly Funhouse, where all the pictures in the Firefly Funhouse have been changed to pictures of Braun Strowman, uh, which I thought was a nice touch. And uh, and then Bray essentially just blamed Braun for what he did last week. Just saying, well, how could you let this happen, Braun? You should, yeah. you should have protected her. It's all your fault. Essentially, which I thought was kind of great. stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Braun, <laughs> um, this is your fault. Uh, yeah, and then um, which was which was good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of it sort of set up the less good angle later, um, but yeah, it was a good way to remind fans that remember remember last week. Yes, well, we're still actually doing that thing. We we are we're carrying on a story. Mm. Um, and that, that that it starts off on a positive note. Um, yeah, and so and yeah. and then it, and then it had a positive match to start as well. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, this went straight into after after Braid essentially said like you better save her this week, otherwise you're going to see what I'm really capable of. I was like ooh, um, and then it sounded very very ominous, and then it cut away from the Firefly Funhouse straight into Are you ready for a good time? I mean. Alex is probably not ready for a good time, but okay. Um, well, but she, uh, maybe, maybe she likes the fiend. Maybe she. I does. see him as a human. 
Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, we then get uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus, uh, which was the opening contest for this week, which I, as soon as I heard that that lineup, uh, which I think I got announced like yesterday or the day before or something like that, um, I, I heard it and I was like, oh, cool. Like I want after the Hardy feud, I was like, well, I hope Sheamus goes into something like meaningful afterwards and putting him straight in with Matt Riddle. I was like, oh, thumbs up from me. Let's go. This should be a good match. And it was. I thought it was a very good match. Yeah. Um, it they had a really nice start where they were both just kind of feeling each other out to start with. Uh, and they had a really, really physical back and forth as it as a match went on. Like the 10 beats of the bower and whatever it is that he does is really like physical stuff. There was lots of uh cool Matt Riddle uh flashy offense with plenty of brotons still the mm. worst name but uh there's a really nice bit that i really liked when he went for the floating bro also a terrible name um and he landed on his feet and rolled through and sheamus instantly really really smoothly got on his feet and just picked him up straight into the and uh, into the white noise yeah. uh, which i thought was just such a cool little sequence of just kind of roll through from the floating bro stand up bang straight into the the white noise of those really really fun uh it had a bit of an, an inevitable ending uh i saw it coming a mile away just because of what happened last week with shorty g turning heel uh yeah they they brought to the outside matt riddle was out there sheamus rolls back into the ring and then shorty g runs down and causes the dq attacking uh matt riddle which was to be expected giving him a dq win and then he runs wild and he stands tall at the end i'm pretty sure i'm remembering that right am i pete i I think that's what happens yeah oh no wait no no no? Matt Riddle absolutely annihilates Shorty G and makes him look oh, entirely okay. useless. And then, and then, but then Sheamus is like, oh, picks up Shorty G and goes, no, no, great job, mate. You did a really good job. That's what Sheamus does, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's pretty. Wait, no, 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 no. Pretty sure it was something else. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Sheamus got really mad at getting a DQ loss and uh-huh. then picked up Shorty G and said, why'd you cause me a DQ loss? And bro kicked him twice. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I've got. I really got to watch this closer. No, I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assumed that uh, might, I might actually build on last week's uh, heel turn and not just make yeah. him look like a doofus. Yeah, which they definitely did. Uh, yeah, they they definitely did make him look completely useless, and the heel turn last week was almost entirely pointless. I'm 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 holding out hope yes. that he's getting beaten down so much that he just scraps the whole shorty G thing, yeah, and he, he was like, "Look, add Gable." He yeah, he turns into. Chad, mm, bad, 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 full. No, nope. it was it was almost there, but it wasn't. Um, nope. E- mm, nope. Can't think of any others. No. Uh, Naughty G. Yeah. That was Adam Pachitis. I know it you was. All that from Adam Pachiti. Yep, hundred percent. Which, that. which I'm I'm gonna say now and claim it's mine. Uh, but then yeah, so yeah. Gable just got absolutely annihilated in this segment. Came out and attacked Riddle from behind. And it was literally like a punch from behind. Didn't even hit like a move or anything. Just kind of forearm to the back of the head. Oh, no, it's a DQ. And then Matt Riddle beat the ever-loving piss out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then he got broke quick twice. Great segment. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Sheamus was uh, angry backstage at Corbin. Kind of coming in and being like, your minion, Shorty G, just cost me my match. What the hell, man? And yeah. uh, Corbin was like, well, you're lucky I've got to deal with Jeff Hardy because otherwise I put a dent in your skull right now. I was like, all right. And you know what? 
I thought this was all right. I was weirdly into this. Not necessarily because I want to see Seamus versus Corbin, but because I like it when characters make sense. And it makes a lot of sense that Seamus would be pissed off that he got a DQ loss because of Shorty G and by extension by Corbin. So it makes yeah. sense for him to not be all buddy-buddy with Corbin because he's a heel. Yeah. What I, I don't I like to see is Corbin feuding with Seamus. Um, no, no, I don't because... want I don't know. I like as much as Corbin's a good out of ring character, I find him a very boring in ring character. Which is uh, weird because his moveset is so good. Yeah, but he has a way of making it dull. Mm. Weirdly. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if it's just because he always matches are the same, just like Jeff Hardy matches now. Unfortunately, because he's a bit older than he used to be, are the same match every week. You've got, oh, vintage Jeff Hardy with the leg drop onto the penis. Um, and he'll do all, all the moves that you expect him to do, and he won't yeah. do any other moves. Uh, yeah. It's a bit like watching Randy Orton. A um, little bit, although Orton's been very good. Yes, uh, but Orton has such a, a presence, which the unfortunately others don't. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, hopefully their the, the match later in the night is a one-off, um, mm. and that it's more of a kind of a mid-card feud without it becoming a vortex yes hopefully um but yeah that was uh that was later on before that we got the best segment on the show sarcasm uh it was the dirt sheet mm. john morrison and the miz and i said this in my in my smackdown review in the best part of the rest talk news earlier as well but the dirt sheet i have a love-hate relationship with because i feel like it's really inconsistent whether it's funny or not Yes. There'll be sometimes, and I'm like, this is hilarious. These guys are so charismatic. God, this is like genuinely funny stuff. And there'll be some weeks where I'm like, God, I'm cringing so hard. Please stop. This is not funny. And this was one of those weeks. It, 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 it wasn't yeah. good. It feels a bit like on the weeks that they have a lot more input, it's better. And on the weeks that Vince and someone else has written it, then it's like, uh, okay, mm. who told them it was a good idea to interview some hair? Yeah, going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was silly. It was very silly. Yeah, as uh, as previously mentioned, they interviewed Mandy Rose's hair after it got cut off last week, which was just someone with like a mop head essentially with some googly eyes on it, mm. and on the Titantron, and they provided the voices for the hair. It wasn't good. It, that is comedy no gold. Yeah, uh, and uh, something I did like actually was the opening, um, the opening line from John Morrison, saying that uh, "Hi, I'm John Morrison, and uh, no one is more underground than me," because he was in Lucha Underground. Wow, oh. Johnny Mundo, Johnny, Johnny Mundo. Yeah, God, what a, what a reference, buddy. Mm. Um, and then yeah, this was the first time where the mics cut out, and then Miz just goes, "Huh." How about that retribution on Monday? It's like, guys, little subtle subtlety. Come on, Jesus. Um, but yeah, it wasn't funny. But then they introduced Sonya Deville, and I was like, wow, now suddenly I'm much more interested. Yes. Uh, because Sonya is fantastic. Uh, she cut a typically brilliant Sonya promo saying, Mandy Rose hasn't posted anything since. All she cares about is her image. That's the whole thing. She got a bumpy award this week. Do you know what it was for? It was for making out with Otis. Oh. Need I say more than that? Like, oh, oh, top tier stuff, Sonia. Love it. More of that. Bloody love Sonia Deville. Don't know whether I mentioned that before. I think she's my favorite person in WWE right now. Maybe. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, she she's if, great. If, if you just watch SmackDown, you uh, podcast, you would think so. So yes, that that, that could that could be right. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, yeah, then she starts mouthing off Otis as well, as do Miz and Morrison. And Otis and Tucker come out, and they chase off Miz and Morrison. And I thought it was going to lead into a Heavy Machine versus Miz and Morrison match then, but no, that was for the main event later. Um, but uh, Otis actually remembered his briefcase this week, which was nice. Yeah, which was nice because you would have forgotten by now that he is most of the back. I still have no clue how they are going to build him into a feud to cash this in. I'm, I'm hoping... the tag belts, mm-hmm. it's not going to make sense. Yeah, I'm hoping that he's involved in a feud. Let, let, let's say this one, for example with uh, Miz and Morrison and Sonya, where he will attempt to cash in out of nowhere on, let's say, Braun. Let's say he's still champion, whatever. He will attempt to cash in on Braun, and like Sonya will be the one that stops him, and he fails his cash-in. That would be fine. It would be a waste of the money in the bank for this year, but I yeah. think it would be even worse if he successfully cashed in for the world title, because as much as I love Otis, he's not a world champion in his current gimmick. Absolutely not. No, his, his gimmick is too silly. I mean, what one thing that just sprang to mind suddenly was, I mean, the fiend has got Alexa. Could he just be expanding his repertoire of blonde, pretty ladies? Uh, could he go for Mandy next? And that's how you get Otis involved. I don't want to see that, but that no. is that is a bridge fiend versus Otis. Um, yeah. And then Otis. No, you can't have Otis beat the thing no, with no, a killer. No, no. Oh my god, no! <laughs> I didn't even think about what he's finishing with. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Anyway, no. let's move on before that terrifying prospect uh, to Cesaro versus Lince Dorado. Uh, saw Cesaro coming out for a singles match. I was like, already thumbs up. Bloody love Cesaro. And then Lucha House Party's music hit. I was like, thumbs up. Don't care which one of them it is. I'm excited for it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I thought this was really, really fun. Uh, it was quick. It was fast paced. There were some really cool spots. There was a brilliant looking backbreaker from Cesaro that looked brutal on Lindsay. Uh, and it looked like at one point that Dorado was going to get the uh, the shock roll up victory. Um, but Cesaro managed to kick out of it. He had a brutal looking uppercuts and a neutralizer for the win. Cool. Yes, absolutely. Um, I God, I wish they would change the name of Luch House Party, um, mm. especially as like Kalisto's not there anymore. Two people, it could just be a tag team now. I mean, they've got quite cool names. You could make them the like, I mean, Grand Metalik, Grand Dorado, like the, the Great Gold, or the or the Metal Lions, like the Lince Metalik. No, Metal the... Lions is bad. I don't know, but it's, it's better than Lucha House Party. Um, That's true. Yeah, no, it was cool to see Lince Dorado have a good match. I mean, it was always going to be a good match with it with a bit of time. Cesaro is amazing, um, and yeah, this so this is probably going to be our, our SummerSlam uh, SmackDown tag team match. Yep, can't see the uh, Luchas winning, um, but yeah, uh, it, they they actually put over like the fact that Lince could have won uh, mm-hmm. if he just capitalized uh, at the end. But yeah, he just got sort of he got turned into an uppercut. Uh, and the neutralizer so yeah uh, i thought it was really good and i'm i'm excited for that match at summer i think it's gonna be really fun if they give it a little bit of time yeah um 
Otis is backstage next, and he is angry um, mm. about the the things and the stuff that Miz and Morrison and Sonya were saying. Uh, I thought he was pretty good when he was fired up here, and he wasn't like joking around because he was like, "Look, this whole thing, everything's a joke to Miz and Morrison." But once I'm done with them, no one's going to be laughing anymore. And then like it cuts to like Tucker said some stuff, but like Otis was yeah very very fired up, and then he like as he walked up, he like pushed over this crate that like fell to the floor and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, mm. I like fired up Otis." I like serious Otis. Give me more of that. Um, yeah, no, I thought Pushed I over was a crate and didn't realize that Roman Reigns was on the other side. And he, he like, <laughs> ah! Kayla Braxton going, "Oh, Roman, run no! away, Roman." Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, no. I thought it was pretty good. You know what I thought wasn't pretty good? Um, no, Pete, tell me. The Fiend. Oh, weirdly, yeah, same. After the brilliant segment they had last week, thought this one was a bit naff. Uh, I'm I'm curious still. It's still holding my interest, but I thought this one was not as good as last week. Um, because firstly, I've missed the Fiend's entrance so much. God, he did it on SmackDown, and I was like, I haven't seen a proper Fiend entrance in so long. God, I love it. It's so good. I, know, I love man, the I music. I don't, I don't want it on SmackDown. It's a special thing. Mm. Like. I just have the fiend appear in the ring. I guess so. But that's what he's done since Mania? Question mark? No, not even a Mania, because that was a Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, so... but he hasn't appeared on SmackDown with the actual fiend entrance, has he? No, he hasn't, but we haven't no. seen an actual fiend entrance in months, is what I'm saying. No, like, I know, but like you can still save it for SummerSlam. I guess so. But I liked it. It's I don't like, I don't mind. I get to hear the music more. That's yeah. fine. Um <laughs> and and it's only slightly ruined by Michael Cole, who says really boring, inane stuff like the presence of the fiend. What does that even mean, Cole? What what do you what do you what what does that do? That doesn't put anything oh over. Oh my. Yeah, oh my it's, it's a big fiend. Inane nonsense. It's um, fiend time. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um it, he starts making his entrance. It cuts to an ad break. It comes back, and Alexa Bliss is in the ring. Am I missing something? Was, did she come? Did she come out at any point? It was just she was Not just there feed. now. No, we, they, they may, we may be told that on everyone else's feed, it was a brilliant angle mm. uh, where Alexa was kidnapped um, and dragged to the ring. But no, it came back. Alexa was in the same position that it ended last week. In, like, the same clothes as well. Yeah. yeah. So unless she was transported, unless she was under the ring, like Hornswoggle, mm. who is a person, um, <laughs> unless she's like that. Yeah, I, I, it was just a bit kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, it, what this what this looks like is you didn't know how to get Alexa out there, so you just put her there. Uh, yeah. Which, which isn't the best way to, to kind of introduce uh, no, one of your exactly, leading yeah. segments. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said to you before we went on air, it looked like yeah they they wanted to further the angle from last week, but they couldn't think of a way to get Alexa there, so they just put her there with no explanation. Um, but uh, yeah, so Alexa was there. She was still looking not as scared as last week, but still a little bit apprehensive. Uh, They've been dating for a week now, so that's true. Yeah, uh, Fiend did a big old wind up, looking like he was going to do another mandible claw on her before Alexa just puts her hand out and just stops his arm. Just, no. And then she just caresses the side of his face. 
Oh, and the fiend just kind of stops and he just kind of gets up and he's like, what? And he just kind of stands up and looks all like flustered. Next Um, week, you're going to have Alexa and the fiend (laughs) next to a pool. Um, and, <laughs> and Fiend does a cannonball. Fiend does a cannonball, <laughs> and Alexa is like dreaming about them kissing in the water. <laughs> um, honestly, if this turns into a genuine romance storyline, I will never watch WWE again. Can well, you you're gonna have to. It's your job, mate. No, 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 no. no. I, I didn't. I don't watch SmackDown. I just, I just read your notes. Of course you do, mate. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, he um he gets all flustered and stuff and starts walking around the ring. And then half of Braun's face comes on the Titan Tron mm. about, about this much of his head. And so it's from like his nose up to like his forehead. It's all you can see. Mm. And then he cuts a, a deep spooky probe. Oh, I, I was in the swamp and now I'm, I'm the most evil man that ever lived. That was wow. That was like he was in the room. I know. Yeah. Really good impression. Yeah. He goes, I am the monster. I'm the most evil son of a bitch ever. Mm. And then says he can, the fiend can challenge him at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. Uh, Face your fears. Face the monster. And that that was, that was the promo. That will be the, uh, the promo line for SummerSlam. Face the monster. I'm pretty sure. Oh, have, have you seen the actual tagline for SummerSlam? No. It's not good. Uh, it's not as bad as the greatest wrestling show or the horror show. Monsters. I'm pretty sure it's you'll never see it coming. SummerSlam. Or SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming. Which is... Uh, is seen there? Well, I mean, you, you would see it coming because you order it on pay-per-view. Uh, so hopefully you would see it coming. Now I'm trying um, to think of the match that they are like building to with that. No, I, I think it's probably just supposed to be like there's going to be surprises at this show, which hopefully there will be. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's going to be somewhere that you wouldn't see it coming. Mm, maybe. Um, Raw Underground. The whole. It's, yeah, it's, it's just going to be completely pitch black, just with sound yeah. effects. So you won't. You literally will not see it. Um, yeah, but then after Braun says that Fiend can challenge at SummerSlam, the segment just ends. So is Alexa okay? Is it, are they are they gone now? What's happened? Hmm. Sure, I'm sure we'll find out next week. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Pfft, Got whatever. two more weeks to build SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Alexa, it does feel like they're building to Alexa being some version of Sister Abigail. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she has a new look in the next weeks. Maybe she gets a black wig or something, make her look a bit mm. more. Not saying people with black hair are evil, but WWE. Gothic. Yeah, WWE will think, oh, black hair, well, that that's evil. She's not blonde anymore. Therefore, she must be horrible. Absolutely, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that Braun is like the least interesting part of this feud. I'm now really invested in Alexa and the Fiend, and I want to know what's going on with that. Mm. Don't really care about the Universal Championship at this point. Um, but after that, we got Hardy versus Corbin. Which was, in fact, a match. Uh, yes. I, I don't have anything to say about this match. It, I, it was I, a match. I was, it was saying short. earlier how Corbin matches are boring and how Jeff Hardy matches are a bit boring. So put them together and you can imagine what it was like. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a match. It was, a, it was an angle. Um, yeah. 
to kind of build on what happened yeah. earlier. Uh, Seamus comes out and uh, kicks hard in the face, says, yeah, go and be an addict, probably, again. Um, and then that leads into a argument between uh, Hardy, uh, Je- Seamus and Corbin, who then have a match. Again, yeah. I like the idea behind it. I like the the mirror of what happened earlier with Seamus coming about, well, you're going to cost me my match. I'll cost you your match. Here's a bro kick to Jeff Hardy. Lol, 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 lol. Um, But then them leading straight into a Seamus versus Corbin match, I didn't like too much. Heel versus heel matches are always tricky to get right. And I don't think this one worked, personally. Um, I personally was cheering for Seamus, but that's because I like Seamus more than I do Corbin. I shouldn't really be cheering for the guy that wanted to make Jeff Hardy succumb to addiction again, which is just, it's kind of like flawed storytelling. Yeah. I think jarring but... the last few weeks. It's just kind of like, Oh, so he's, he's the good guy now, is he? He's the good guy. Question mark. He's been screwed over. I so that makes me like, him. Character, like who doesn't care about being good or bad. As right? long, but as long as they present it like that and not just kind of just kicks people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then after their match, which didn't go too long, uh, Matt Riddle came in and caused a distraction, kind of did a a, a um, springboard, nothing, uh, springboard and then just jumped straight over Corbin, but it distracted him long enough to hit for Seamus to hit a bro kick. Uh, he picked up the win, uh, which was nice. Uh, I, I, You know what? As much as I'm crapping on Corbin versus Seamus, I really like the fact that they're intertwining these storylines and having like, you know, the whole Riddle, Corbin, uh, um, Hardy, Gable. I'm missing someone. Seamus. Did I say Seamus? Possibly. Seamus, Riddle, Corbin, Gable, Hardy. Five people. Um, I, I really like the fact that they're kind of intertwining all these people together. I really hope it builds into something like a fatal five-way number one contenders intercontinental championship match at SummerSlam. I think that would be really, really fun. And it would actually have a lot of stakes built into it from all the intertwining stories and relationships these guys have. I think that would be cool, personally. And then you could have someone like, you know, someone unexpected. You could have, like, Gable win that from out of nowhere. Like, he's been beat down repeatedly before this. Finally sheds off his shorty genius and then comes out of nowhere as Chad Gable wins the number one contendership. And suddenly you're like, oh, it's Chad Gable. Is no more contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Cool. I'd be into that. I think that'd be cool. Yes. And speaking of things I'm into, Big E. Big E. Say whatever, and I will be loving it. Um, yep. I mean, they have kind of... That's a week gone from his six-week uh, push that he's getting. Um, that, that was the only negative. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've still got three weeks, I guess, until Kofi's back. Um, so let's see what they do with it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the promo was fantastic. I don't even know what he said, but I don't care because I was into it. Like he's basically just saying, I'm great. New day's awesome. It's all he needs to say, but he says it so charismatically that you're just into every word he's saying. It's great. Um, but yeah, can't wait to see more single stuff from him. And then Bailey and Banks were backstage sowing more seeds of dissension after, Banks had made a match for Bailey against Asuka on Raw. They were like, oh, why'd you do that? Well, you know, we're the best. We've got all the gold, etc. And then some random dude comes up to him to be like, oh, you're you're needed in the ring. Uh, you're having a video conference with Stephanie McMahon. And they're like, <gasps> not mum. Uh, yeah. I, I like the idea that like, oh, yeah, we've got Stephanie on Zoom, but 
for some reason we can only get her on the Titan Tron. All, all our other monitors mm. are broken, so you're gonna have to go out to the ring. Yeah. And something that I found out after the show that I thought was hilarious, uh, because it's so obvious when, so obvious when you watch it back. Uh, this next segment, when Bailey and Banks were in the ring, was recorded on a green screen with oh. in an empty PC with noise piped in on it. It was just them standing on a green screen. Stephanie McMahon wasn't there. They were just on a green screen the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, they they were there being like, oh, where's Stephanie? And then she appears on the fake Titantron behind them and uh, talking to her to be like, we're the best. We're amazing. We're just trying to replicate what you're doing. We know what's best for business. Blah, 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 blah. And then Stephanie's like, I'm Stephanie. I'm the best. You all should bow down to me because no one else can get over on this show because I'm Stephanie McMahon and I have to be the best all the time. That's not what she said, but that's basically what came across. Uh, basically said that, hey, you've been you know, circumventing the rules. I'm going to make a new challenge for you guys. Uh, Sasha, you will be defending your Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Um, maybe it might be against Asuka. It's like, wow, wait, spoilers. Um, and then uh, she said, Bailey, you're going to be defending your SmackDown Women's Championship as well. And your number one contender is going to be determined next week because they're going to be doing a triple brand battle royale uh, on SmackDown next week to find out uh, who's going to win. Which is code for, and oh, we don't want it to be on SmackDown. Uh, so let's just make it a battle royal because that means anyone can win. Mm, yes. Or it's going to be someone like Naomi. And they could have had someone on SmackDown, but they just want to promote three brands. Triple yeah. brand cross promotion. I don't know. Something dumb like that. Um, but yeah. So Bailey's going to have a new number one contender next week. Should be good. It's a battle royale. Cool. Into it. That's fine. Jesus Christ, though. Stephanie, can you stop just degrading everyone that's on your show? Seriously. It's every time she comes in, she just talks down to everyone and then just leaves with her head held high like nothing's happened. It's the worst. Anyway, uh, main event time. Miz and Morrison versus Heavy Machinery. Yes. This was fine. Tell you what, really miss Tucker. Yeah. Love Tucker. Tucker. He's great. Awesome. He yeah. is the better uh i mean he's not as charismatic as otis but he's clearly the better wrestler so they do let him do most of the wrestling and then otis does his uh caterpillary spots um so yeah mm -hmm. seeing him back after so long was really cool um but again this was kind of once again more of a of an angle um than it was a match because it, it built into the to the retribution retribution yes um which was yeah they had some lights flickering in the match as well tucker got worked over otis got a hot tag uh miz uh broke up a caterpillar pin when it looked like otis was gonna win and then um they brought to the outside and then mandy with shorter hair uh <gasps> came out and started attacking uh sonia deville and they brought it into the ring. And despite nobody in the match actually being in the ring at the time, this somehow caused a DQ for the actual um, match. She's got a new hair. Yeah, that was basically yeah. Uh, it. They. She looks nice with short hair. That was my takeaway. She does. Um, yeah. And yeah, they they had a squabble, uh, which went into the ring. It got DQ'd for no reason, uh, and then it. You saw it a bit backstage, and mm -hmm. poor uh, Matt Pierce, Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce. Who was I thinking of? I'm thinking of. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Maybe I know someone called Matt Pierce. Adam Pierce 
Like, I mean, luckily he's about six for eight and massive. But he yeah, was the but for only some reason person... he was crouching there though, yeah. so he was smaller than them. It was weird. The only person breaking this whole thing up did a good job, but it did make mm. it look a bit of a naff brawl when you have like when it with like when Brock Lesnar has a brawl, you have the entire locker room is trying to stop him and failing. Whereas these mm. girls is like, stop it, stop. Yeah, I'm gonna bang your heads together. Yeah, literally, their their uncle comes out and say. Like, girls stop it now uh just kind of in between them just trying to hold them apart it's just one guy it was hilarious but yeah and that's when it led into the lights cutting out and the whole retribution angle that happened mm. um and then that was the show i thought it was fine i i i thought you can tell that they were struggling to fill time that you know there's reports of smackdown tapings going crazy this week um they only managed to film one show when they were supposed to film two because of loads of rewrites and last minute redos and stuff like that and you can tell that they were filling the time they had two Sheamus matches and two King Corbin matches in the show which you know they could tell they were filling for time but I thought the stuff that they did do was fine I thought it was good and I didn't hate the retribution angle I'm sorry uh so overall I'd give the show a three out of five smack bang in the middle me too Pete I agree with everything you've said please love me yeah I don't know if people will. I think people are going to hate us in the comments for not hating the thing they hate. But hey ho, what I can you do? As much as they hated the NXT Ramble uh, podcast this week. Oh, that's true. Adam and Laurie were apparently very wrong with their opinion. So, Randy, as we spoke about during the intro, uh, yes, I did have a very lackluster breakfast this morning. But before we get into that, where are you right now? I'm at the office, Pete. Oh my god! Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. No, wow, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm at the office for the second time since lockdown started, and the first time to work. So this is my first time working in the office uh, since the 12th of March, um, I believe. So which, so I guess that is five months almost, just under five months. Just under which five is months. Yeah, really crazy because it does kind of feel like it was about a week ago. Because really? lockdown wow. time goes ridiculously quickly because most of the time, you're not really doing much. See, for me, it's the opposite. It feels like it's been like about nine months since I've been at the office. It feels so long. Like it, mm. it, when I think back to like just sitting in the office and just kind of chatting to people and like going to like the the like the little brainstorm area that we had with the, you know, the, the chairs on the other side of the room. It's like, oh, man, that feels like ages since we've done that. Oh yeah, I still I'm still very much looking forward to that that happening again. I, I believe the mm. plan, the the penciled in plan, is for some kind of return in September. That's supposedly um, the idea. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to that because I don't know about you, Pete, but I don't think I'm particularly interesting, and therefore spending time with just myself for the last five months has been quite boring. So it will be nice to uh, to see uh, other humans. Um, that is true. I'm yes. not sure they can say the same about seeing me, but there you go. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled about the prospect of returning. But what I'm not thrilled about is the prospect of lackluster breakfasts. Oh, boy, howdy. So today, right? So this mm. morning, um, I was feeling quite hungry and we'd, we'd run out of milk, so we couldn't have any cereal. The, we'd also just run out of butter which was bad for, like, toast and stuff like that. Didn't really have anything to have on toast anyway. 
So I was like, well, what do I even have? We don't really even have that much food. We're literally going to go shopping later today mm-hmm. because we're, we're pretty much out of food. So I was like, you know what? Let's order a breakfast. Let's be crazy. Wow. Let's order a breakfast. And we were just like, should we just get a Subway? That's very dairying. Because you haven't got any dairy. Yeah, no, that, butter. Was, that, was, that was bad. Um, so we were like, should we just order a Subway? So we did, right? And got here on time, which was great. Order showed up all fine. Fantastic. And uh, and then I opened mine up. It's got the wrong, it's got the wrong bits in it. Got the wrong salad, mate. It had olives in it. And I hate olives <gasps> with a passion. I hate olives. Did you open it to check it first? It's literally as I like unwrapped the the paper, it like kind of folded itself open and I saw olives in it and I was like, wait, what? And uh, as it turns out, they put the uh, the salad that my lady partner wanted in her subway, they put in mine. And then they put half of what I wanted in her one. So what? How? Was it on Deliveroo? No, it was Uber Eats. Because but... normally you can complain and get your money back. Because with Deliveroo, now... I, I don't, don't care enough, though. I know I'm ranting about it on a podcast, but... I don't urge anyone to do this, obviously. However... All right, Lance Storm. What you can do is I once got a curry um, from uh, Deliveroo, and I was carrying it up my stairs and realised that in transit, the curry had burst open and was, in fact, leaking out of the paper bag that it arrived in. Still 100% edible, but I thought, oh, I'm gonna just going to tell... Um, I'm going to tell Deliveroo that this has happened. And they're like, oh, well, we can have... You can... Oh, okay, I'm really sorry about that. That's really, really bad. Well, here's a £5 discount. And I, for some reason, I was just in a bad mood that night. And I was like, no, no, I want, I want a whole refund. I, I can't eat this. <laughs> and they gave me the full refund. I got a £20 meal for free. And then I ate the meal because it was completely still edible. So well, the worst kind of person. If you're feeling really hungry, everyone... <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you don't want to spend money. Don't do um, that. No, don't, don't be a do dishonest that. person. That's bad. I only did yes. it once and I haven't done it since. But yeah. speaking of food blunders, Pete. Oh. Now, is there coming. anything worse? Probably, yes. No, there isn't. I mean, wars have nothing on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you buy a packet of sweets, let's say, mm-hmm. for example, you buy a packet of around trees fruit pastels. Which what color is your favorite root fruit pastel, Pete? They all taste the same. They don't. There's no difference between fruit pastels. Okay, fine. Name a sweet that you do think has different flavors. Like Mao Am? Chewits? Yeah, Mao Am's a good shout. Yeah, what's your favorite like Mau-am. flavor Mao Am? Maybe a may, maybe a cherry. What's your least That's favorite flavor Mao Am? I they're all good. I don't know. Maybe the orange one. I'm just, I'm just okay. Saying that, same words here, but yeah. Imagine opening a bag of Maoams, thinking, "Great, I'm gonna have some cherry flavored Maoams here," and all, the entire packet, apart from like two, are orange. Mm. And there was what? There was two cherry in there. How would you feel? I mean, all right, because the Maoams are still pretty tasty. Oh, you'd be exactly. You'd be furious. Yeah. And. I've just opened a packet of Maynard's Bassett's Juicy Chews, which are very, very nice. I don't know if you've had them before. Cherry is actually my least favorite flavor. 
And in this pack, there were 31 sweets or, or pieces of candy. How many of them do you think were cherry flavored? 24. Correct. What a guess, I, Pete. I have seen your Twitter. You've seen my Twitter. <laughs> That's amazing. 24 <laughs> pieces out of 31 are cherry flavored. Four are orange and two are strawberry. Strawberry is the whole reason I bought the effing bag. That's, that's a total oh. of 30, not 31, by the way. Whatever. I might have eaten one more. <laughs> but anyway, can you... Yes, I, that's, not, that's not very fair, is it? It should be more evenly distributed. It should be 10, 10, 10. All right, Ty Tillinger. Jesus. Oh, t- two strawberry out of 30. What's the point? I've been... But and I'm the sort of person who will wait till right at the end to eat the, my favourite ones, or I'll, I'll wait till there's a, a, a correct ratio. So I'll wait till I've got two orange sweets, two cherries, and two strawberries. So now I've just got to eat my way through twenty cherry sweets. Oh God, where do I send the donations, mate? I just, I'm really upset, Pete. And yeah, if people want to send money, uh, my PayPal is Andy Datsun at hotmail.co.uk. Just, I need more. Strawberry sweets, really. Or if you want to yeah. send me strawberry sweets, um, I don't. <laughs> I'll send you my address if you DM me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Speaking of food, mm. we've got a snack lash right here. Um, for those who are tuning into the SmackDown podcast for the first time, sorry. And also, um, yeah, this uh, this is a, this is a little segment called Snack Lash, where people email in their food, unusual food combinations that shouldn't go together, and the other people will think is disgusting, but people stand by and say, "No, this is delicious." Did you see we were sent one uh, on Twitter this week? Yes, yes, we should talk about that one first because that was repulsive. It was. Um, uh, it also wasn't that person's though. I think they said that they found it on the internet. So that was almost certainly someone who'd taken that picture to be uh, inflammatory uh, because they'd taken some Oreos and they dipped it in salsa, which is just obviously not a combination that would go. It's a picture that they've taken with, you know, salsa on the Oreo. So it's just them trying to be inflammatory is what I'd think anyway. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I saw that, and it took me a while to realize what was going on. And then as soon mm. as I did, I felt a bit ill. Mm. Because I don't that... know if anyone actually ate that. I reckon they, they dipped it in the salsa, took the picture, and then went, well, I'm not eating that, and chucked yeah. it away. Yeah, I've got a pretty thick stomach, but that made me feel ill. Speaking of thick, like, just a quick note. I've got, mm. a very, I'm, I've got a pretty high tolerance of gore and stuff, but there was something about seeing a giant hole in Matt Hardy's face this week that yeah. made me feel a bit queasy. I was like, oh. That's unusual. I'm usually quite okay with blood, but mm-hmm. seeing the kind of skin flap that was coming out of his forehead and the blood yeah. coming out of it was like, huh, yeah. that's gnarly. That's, yeah, that's gnarly, bruh. Um, anyway, let's do a snack clash. Uh, we've got one here from the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, who says, good appropriate time of day to you both. I hope you're doing well. I finally got to hear the SmackDown podcast version of last week's show at the gym, and it reminded me of something I really like and others think otherwise. I really like peanut butter and turkey sandwiches. Sometimes I'll add chips or cheese or a fried egg. Sometimes so when he's saying chips, I'll toast the bread. He means crisps, doesn't he? Absolutely. He's American. Yeah. Yes. Um, love to speak American English, Americans. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's peanut butter turkey. Sometimes he'll add chips slash crisps or cheese or a fried egg. And sometimes he'll toast the bread. It's absolutely amazing. I was inspired to try that sandwich when I tried Lister's triple fried egg chili chutney sandwich. As for the, and he's also got a bit of a get better here. He's finally under 300 pounds. Nice. Which well, is awesome. All, it's from eating all those peanut butter, turkey, chips, uh, egg, and cheese sandwiches. Absolutely. That's, that's so what it is. So, guys, if you're wondering how to lose weight, Got it right there, man. Um, but... uh, he says, keep up the consistent work and jam that jam. He's got a picture attached of him on the scales at 298.9 pounds and a picture of him in a mask doing an Orange Cassidy thumb bu- thumbs up with a jam that jam t-shirt. Go ahead, Jonathan Headmaster Headman, you rule. That is awesome. What a picture. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, no, I, I don't have too much of an issue with that. I don't like, I'm not a fan of peanuts or peanut butter. Me neither. But apart from that, I can kind of get on board. Um, yeah. I'd actually prefer it if it was ch- like English chips, so French fries. I think the kind of potatoey notes would, would, would tur- turkey would... fries, cheese, and a fried like egg. Che- cheesy chips with some turkey. Cheesy chips and a fried egg sounds pretty good, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll have. I could. I could. Yeah. I could dig that. Just leave out I the peanut butter, it. and I'm and I'm in. Yes, exactly. I'm exactly the same there. Yeah, um, but speaking of. So, uh, f- uh, f- uh, speaking of talking about things, that's Whoa. what I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be doing on my brand new D and D YouTube channel that I launched yesterday. What a segue, me! Uh, yeah, guys, I've I've launched a D and D YouTube channel. It's called Warcaster. Go search for it. This is a shameless plug, by the way. Um, yeah, I, it's it's called Warcaster. Go search it on on YouTube. Go and subscribe because I've got D and D content. If anyone likes D and D, go do the thing because I'll be talking about D and D stuff on there. It's gonna it's gonna be good. And promise, go subscribe, please. I Thank can you. I can promise you all that there are few people in this world as passionate about D and D as this man. He basically taught me how to play. He taught my girlfriend how to play, and he was very lovely about the whole thing. And so any content created by him, as you've seen. On uh, what's called the Screen Talker, parts fun known on Wrestle Talk, on the aforementioned Screen Talk, you will know how wonderful he is, and you should go and subscribe. I will after this. I have I've given it a plug on. If you, if you can't find it on his Twitter because it's so rammed full of plugs, it's the first thing on my Twitter. Um, so go and have a look. It's called yeah. Warcaster. It and is plug it, and I'm now going to plug myself. I get headaches a lot. Cool. So, in fact, you plug yourself up with painkillers, right? I have. I actually, I think I might have got lucky at the uh, the shop just now because mm-hmm. um, it was a corner shop, and therefore the prices are kind of written on paper next to the thing. But for some reason, there were there was uh, Nurofen or ibuprofen painkillers with two ninety nine underneath them, but. They'd also gone across the shelf, the same product, but that piece of the shelf had one ninety nine under it. So I just picked up two from the one ninety nine bit, and she was like, "Okay," uh, and I got them for uh, two pounds cheaper than I would have done because that I'm is. a wheeler. I'm a wheeler dealer. So today on the podcast, you've spoken about how you actively swindle <laughs> a takeaway company uh, to to get a meal for free, and also not paid the amount you should have uh, mm. for a product that you bought. Yeah. I've also run four red lights and never been fined. So it's actually okay to run red lights, everyone. 
right, I'm just going to... Don't do that. <laughs> it's real dangerous. <laughs> have you ever been, have you been on... If you're driving on the roads, please obey, obey the laws of the road. It's super dangerous if you don't do that. You're endangering not just yourself, do, but everyone else. Do, do, correct. Yes. Uh, one, anyway. one of my favorite subreddits is uh, Illegal Life Pro Tips. You should go and check that out. It is hilarious. Yeah, I also, probably I feel won't. like we're on lag because we keep talking over each other. Yes, you are at the very least. Uh, anyway, that's going to be all the time we've got for the WrestleTalk podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed, stick around for more podcast content. We've got loads more coming up in the lead up to SummerSlam. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, by the way, I should probably say I'm not here next week. I'm not going to be on the SmackDown podcast <gasps> next week. It's going to be Ollie coming in uh, in my place because I've got a week off. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 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 on a vacay, a stay-at-home vacay because I ain't going anywhere. But I'm just not going to be working. So yeah, it'll be Ollie and Andy next week doing the the SmackDown podcast. But anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.